One of the top quarterbacks in the class of 2026 plays right here in Salt Lake City, and the University of Utah just offered him. What does that mean? Let's discuss on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media, where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes on X. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersell, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Excited to be joined on today's show by Austin Eames of Fan Nation All Utes. And Austin, this is some huge news for Utah here. Utah just offered 2026 quarterback Helaman Kasuga. When you're talking about Kasuga, you aren't just talking about a guy who's arguably the best player in the state, not just the class of 2026. He has an argument this coming season to be the best returning player in the state. He just won the state championship. He made it there. His freshman year, he's a four-star quarterback. He is currently ranked in the class of 2026 amongst quarterbacks overall, currently ranked fifth. So incredible stuff. He's a top 70 player in the class too, and I think that's only going to continue to rise. I'm a huge fan of his game and talent, and just a little bit of background on him. Once again, a four-star quarterback, and he's 6'1", 190. He spent his first two years at Timfew, and now is going to be going to Corner Canyon where we just saw Isaac Wilson, and a ton of other quarterbacks have a lot of success there. But we can dive into what makes Kasuga so good in a moment, but I love that Utah was able to offer him and get and get as early in on him as you can because this is a special quarterback, and I think he's going to do special things at the next level. Yeah, I mean, Heelman's special. You got that right. Uh, he's going into his junior year. He's still young, but, I mean, he killed it at Timfew last season as a sophomore threw for over 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, led his team to state championship. Um, He's really good. He has a great arm, can extend plays when needed. He's a high level processor. He makes those throws that, that a lot of quarterbacks can't make. um, And a lot of teams want him. I think he has offers from Oregon, Tennessee, BYU, UNLV, taking visits to places like uh, USC. So, it's going to be a competition if Utah wants to get him, but uh, I think it'll pay off. Which is just diving a little bit more on the journey. Um, I, back when I called high school football games in Utah, I called one of his games my freshman year. At that time, he was still splitting reps, but it's not bad to be splitting reps your freshman year when, once again, you're the freshman on varsity on a really good team. Mm-hmm. He would eventually become the starting quarterback on that team as the year went on and help them reach the state championship game as a freshman. And they came up short, but in overtime against a team in Lehigh that had just won state a year ago. And he looked totally comfortable on the biggest stage against an elite Lehigh defense that has guide that from that defense. They have players on Weber State, I think, also a Washington State defensive end. Like that was legit defense he was going against. And he was a freshman just spinning it out there, making mm-hmm. plays. And then what did he do in year two? Like you said, won a state championship, threw it all over the yard, and then some. And you know, you mentioned the fact that he threw for over 4,000 yards. He threw the 33 touchdowns too, did throw 14 interceptions. I think some people might look at that and might be a little concerned. But let's remember something. He is a sophomore. 
I just want to see the potential to be a great quarterback. And as you kind of listed and highlighted Austin, I think it's absolutely there. A lot of people were complaining about the amount of interceptions that Isaac Wilson had his junior year. We saw how much he even cleaned that up his senior year. I definitely think the turnovers are something that don't concern me at all because the potential for greatness is there in spades. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right, JT. You talk about potential, and that's something that Kasuga has. Um, the interceptions, yeah, I, I don't think it's too much of a problem. He's young. He's mm-hmm. a sophomore, probably seventeen or 16 or 17 years old. Um, he threw, I think, two interceptions in Tim Fuse's state championship last yeah. season. But, I mean, also two touchdowns, and I think he's only going to improve when he goes to Corner Canyon. I mean, they're pumping out quarterbacks like it's nobody's business, so. I haven't uh, – I'm, I'm no shrink, but I think it might be a three-team race to get him. Um, I think he's already taken visits to BYU and uh, USC. I think one he might have taken one to Utah. Um, so I think those are three teams that might compete for him. But I like Utah's chances. Uh, we have a little bit of a corner canyon pipeline going at least yes. this last season uh, with Isaiah Garcia, Isaac Wilson, and Cash Dillon, all three of those teammates coming to the U this year. So we'll see if it continues in 2025. But um, I think Kasuga also played on the same seven-on-seven team that uh, Isaac and Cash Dillon played on. So there's another connection. So we'll see. I I like Utah's chances, but he would be a really big pickup in 2026. Uh, I know Utah has Wyatt Becker and Shaker Rising in uh, 2025. But um, in terms of talent as a prospect, I think – I think Kasuga might be a, a little bit more of a um, full-fledged prospect than those guys. He is, and even a guy, I look to a guy like an Isaac Wilson, and I think he's a transcendent talent. I think he has a chance to do special things at Utah. You were asking me, like, right now in this, I, I, was, I, I still don't know. I go back and forth. I think both <laughs> of those guys are going to be just monsters at the next level. I think Wilson's going to have a lot of success at Utah. It's going to be hard for Utah to land Kasuga. You mentioned they do have the inside track, you know, just like the fact that he's in state. And, you know, he even said the offer to Utah means a lot for him. So he might want to come here and do all these things as well. Also, like if we're talking about the time the 2026 season rolls around, like we still got 24 and 25. Like we'll see if Kyle Whittingham is still coaching the team mm-hmm. at that point. Like that's not an inside source or anything. That's just me. Every single year we do this thing is like, yeah. is Kyle going to come back or not? And he's openly talked about being close to the end in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll see how that might impact recruiting as well. I don't think it'll be a drastic hit like that. But if you're telling me that Utah misses out on a top five quarterback because they don't have Kyle Whittingham like that to me, it wouldn't be surprising at all and there's you know other schools are definitely going to want to get in on Kasuga the more he grows and gets better and uh, you mentioned a lot of the things that I also liked about him just the ability to make off-platform throws is something I wrote down that stood out um, just keeping plays alive is remarkable elite footwork pocket presence uh, you mentioned the mobility he's just smart too he understands the game at such a high level for his age already he does a good job growing through his progressions processing everything just reading the defense and uh, I just uh, ball placement's remarkable I really think when I watch him, he has a chance to be special. I was lucky enough to call a few of the like really good, best recent players to come through Utah. If you were to tell me 10 years from now, Austin, that during my two and a half years I called high school football games in Utah, the best player I called like for what the career he went on to have was Helaman Kasuga, I wouldn't be surprised by that. This would be just huge for Utah to land this guy, and I love that they're they're getting in early on. And I know, like you said, they are, they've are they added other quarterbacks, all that kind of thing. You want to have as many talented guys as you can in that room because you never know what's going to happen, and you always want to put yourself in the best position to compete with the best teams in the country. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, 2026 pretty far away. Um, yeah. 
And you brought up a good point. We don't know if Kyle Whittingham's going to be coaching. Mm-hmm. He said he he said he didn't want to coach past 65. So, good point. I mean, who knows if he's going to be here in 2026? And I think it also comes down to if Helaman wants to start right away. I mean, Isaac's going to be here for three, if not more, years. Yep. Um, probably develop into Utah starter. So, Helaman might have to sit a little bit behind him. So, it'll definitely be a race. But like you said, I'm glad Utah got in early. Yeah, I am as well, and it's going to be interesting to see if Utah can take care of things and land him. But also, as you mentioned, Austin, we have to wait a while until 2026. One thing we do not have to wait a while, or at least that long of a while, is to see Anthony Woods in action for Utah. He'll be one of the team's top running backs this fall. I want to talk about and preview his game a little bit with spring ball rapidly approaching and talk about what kind of a player I do think that Utah landed in Woods and how he'll be used in this offense in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you all about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. With FanDuel, you have a great opportunity to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sports partner of the NBA. And the All-Star break has come now. We got a few more days till it's technically NBA games are back, but so much fun races to watch here. Can LeBron and the Lakers crack the get, get out of the playing spot that they're currently still in? Are the Bucks going to figure things out with Doc Rivers? Cleveland's been a fun success story here with former Utah Jazz player Donovan Mitchell. All that and more for you to head over to FanDuel and check out today. Also want to talk to you all about another sponsor of our episode of Locked On News today. It's our friends at UCCU. Here's some exciting news. UCCU has just elevated their checking accounts by enhancing them with more benefits, more savings, and more online protection than ever before. A lot more paired with the most advanced and comprehensive mobile banking tools. Elevated checking is a must-have financial product packed with lifestyle, security, and financial benefits. The lifestyle benefits alone, including cell phone protection, roadside assistance, telehealth with 24-7 access to licensed health professionals with zero copay and exclusive savings on travel, shopping, and dining. And elevated checking is free when you do any one of the following. Use your debit or credit card 15 times or more a month or make a monthly direct deposit of $500 or more and maintain an average daily balance of over $1,500. Otherwise, UCCU elevated checking is only $6 a month. So you can visit uccu.com to open an elevated checking account online or stop by any branch to open an account. UCCU, love where you bank. Austin, Utah got a big commitment from Anthony Woods going back to December. The former Big Sky running back, shout out Big Sky, coming over from Idaho. This is a guy who was a monster for the Vandals last season. And in 2023, 270 carries, over 1,100 yards, averaged five yards to carry in both his freshman year, if you go back a year before, in which he had over 870 yards and a lot less of carries. But this last year, 16 touchdowns. Also proved it wasn't a ton of a receiver. Had 15 receptions for 92 yards there too. But the 16 touchdowns, he had a run long run of 93 yards as well. This is a guy who was really productive in the base guy. And guess what? He's only a sophomore 
because of he didn't get a lot of run the other two years. That's just his eligibility wise. So still a great opportunity for him to continue to grow into something. I'm excited to him get up to Utah. And I think this guy has a chance to be a really good back for Utah this fall. Yeah, JT, I'm I'm beyond excited about Anthony Woods. I think, like you said, I think he's going to compete with uh, Micah and Jalen Glover for the mm-hmm. starting job. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a starting job um, yeah. out of the gate. But yeah, he's a guy that put on 15 pounds in between his freshman and sophomore season and exploded as a sophomore. Uh, almost 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns last season with the Idaho Vandals. Um, he's really good. I mean... If you want proof after this podcast, just go on YouTube and look up uh, Idaho's game against Eastern Washington last year. I think he had something like 210 yards, five touchdowns on 20 carries. It was just a monster performance. And I mean, he's phenomenal. He's really bendy. Um, people might get mad at me for this one, but honestly, I kind of think he, he, he reminds me of Christian McCaffrey. They both run with that bend. Yeah. Um, they can, they can hit holes. They can break tackles. Obviously, uh, Woods, while they're the same height, he's a little bit leaner than CMC. But, I mean, his ability to make sharp cuts and uh, just squeeze through holes when plays break down is insane. Yeah, I think when you're talking about the traits and intangibles, I think that's where it definitely makes sense, right? We're not saying that Anthony Woods is going to come to Utah and he's going to win Heisman this fall like that. But when you're saying like, hey, I turn it on and I see these do things, ooh, it reminds me of how Christian McCaffrey does it at the the high level that he does that. I think that's where you see the shades and flashes in there, and I think it's definitely fair. I mean, he's a guy, when I turn on the tape, I just see the shiftiness. He's got really good vision, dude. He does a good job following his blockers. He's tough to tackle and he runs hard, and I love that you mentioned the weight gain because that's something when I do watch, I go, okay, it, shout out Big Skies, I said, but you do see another level of defenders just to step up in the Big 12. So that's where you do need to – he needs to add a little bit more strength, get a little bit stronger. And you know who knows that? Utah. They're going to have him in the weight room, working out, building muscle, growing that strength, putting on a couple extra pounds of lean muscle to help him barrel through defenders. And we know he has the mentality there to grind out and get those extra yards too. This was a huge get to me for Utah because you lose Jaquindon Jackson. As soon as Woods committed, This is where I'm very – I would love to know, like, just the timeline of everything, right? Because when Woods committed, everyone was still coming back to Utah. So that's where I just think it's very interesting that Woods would want to come to Utah with all of those guys there. I'm not – I don't know anything. That is no sources involved. Like, but let's just read the tea leaves there. Why would a guy like Woods come when there's already Jalen Glover, McKay Bernard, and Jaquindon Jackson? But if you remove Jaquindon Jackson from the equation – that's where it makes a lot of sense to me. So I would just be curious of what the timeline of all that was like if I was a, a fly on the wall in the in the Utah locker room, right? This, the timeline of that, yeah. as I mentioned, is, is one of those interesting things. But I do think this is something when you're like, okay, so how do these guys complement each other? I, I think they're going to complement each other really well. Number one, when you're talking about Woods, you're talking about a guy who can handle a workload. He's a guy who had several games last year over 100 yards rushing, and a lot of those games came in which he had over 20 carries. So that's where mm-hmm. teams – he's – like, okay, give me the ball. I'm not going to wear down. I am I can take a beating. I can take contact. I can get up and keep going. That's what Jaquinnon Jackson was for this team last year. I don't know how many times he got 20 carries, but I know there were a lot of times where it was like, Jaquinnon, we need you to get the tough yards. He was si- He said, sign me up. Anthony Woods is going to be that guy because we know Mekhi Bernard is still going to be this team's best option on third down and as a pass catcher and just as a nice difference from Woods who, while still having that quickness, can also be a sledgehammer, and I wouldn't call Mekhi's running style a sledgehammer. And Jalen Glover has continued to be a really quality third running back for Utah the past two years. So I still like him in that role as well. I feel like this three-headed monster in the backfield for Utah could be key to their success in the Big 12. 
Yeah, you make a really good point. I mean, Utah's shown that they like running back by committee. Obviously, you have your number one guy, but you have other guys to to help carry the slack. But, I mean, you said it well. Bernard, Bernard's great at catching the ball. And Glover is really good at at, at running. And um, I think Anthony Woods is going to fit in there perfectly. I mean, I think when you think of an every down back, you think of a guy like Anthony Woods. Like you said, so many games with 20 carries last season. And his body held up. Um, Glover Glover broke out last season, but he's smaller, so I don't I don't know if his body can hold up for an entire season of yeah. um, being the lead back. So I think Woods is going to compliment those guys greatly. But another guy that I I don't think is getting enough love this off season is Michael Mitchell or Michael Mitchell. Um, I don't know if yeah. you've seen I've, any. You of know the... what? People have actually mentioned him before as a breakout <laughs> guy on this very show. So it's funny that you as well are on that train. Yeah, I know we're in an Anthony Woods uh, section of the podcast, mm-hmm. but I mean, Michael Mitchell. If if you've seen his transformation, I mean, he looks huge, and he looks like a guy that is going to break tackles. He's going to truck people. Um, he's bulked up. I mean, he averaged eight yards a carry in high school, had nine oh, hundred yard games. Um, didn't play any games for the U last season, but I think uh, he's he's my dark horse candidate to get in there in the mix and also contribute. But I really like Woods. Um, he had a play early on in the season uh, last season against uh, Cal, where the Vandals were right inside the red zone at the nineteen yard line. He got the carry ran into a wall of defenders. The play broke down completely. And I mean, he just changed direction, quick acceleration, got to the outside and scored the touchdown. Um, and right before he t- scored the touchdown, absolutely trucked. Uh, I think it was a linebacker or a corner. So I think that's what he's capable of. I think he's a guy that's quick. He's a guy that's strong. And he's a guy that scores and makes plays. So, and, and that's a guy that Utah needs. That is absolutely a guy that Utah needs. And I think that's what's going to be awesome about Woods. And like you mentioned too, it's also just exciting to see what a guy like Mitchell can grow into. Uh, you mentioned the the physical transformation we've seen out of him as well. I still remember when I first uh, got up to Utah and, or not when I first got up to Utah, but I remember playing basketball with him randomly um, up at Utah. And you could already see how, and I mean, it's not much when you're on a basketball court with me, but you could just see how much it, like how athletic and explosive he was and all those kind of things like that. And, you know, as, as most running backs do, you don't see most running backs come in their freshman year and just have great years because they have to add, build the strength, all those things get themselves in that position. There's a reason only the freakiest of freaks come in their freshman year and have success at the running back position. It's kind of like the offensive line thing. So I give Spencer Fano so much credit for being able to start as a left tackle this last year for Utah, even though he didn't play flawlessly, he still got his way onto the field and was the best option for them. That just shows you the tremendous talent he has. And I expect a monster sophomore leap out of him and Mitchell could very well be in for one too. So it's going to be fun to watch the Utah backfield, how they battle out for these positions come spring ball, just a few weeks away. Something we are not a few weeks away from, though, is the Utah women's basketball team because they are in the midst of their season and they got a huge win over Colorado in dramatic fashion. We talked about the men's team beating UCLA last night. Got to dive into what the Utah women's basketball team did against Colorado in one moment. But first, I want to talk to all of you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes. It's our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is a tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes 
makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Also, 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. And if you want to get in on it, just make sure you join today. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's all caps, no spaces. linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Austin, the Utah women's basketball team had a disappointing prior weekend against Oregon State. It was we thought we would see them bounce back. They against the Beavs, they weren't able to do so. Now, of course, the Utah women's basketball team still very impressive on the season overall, nineteen and seven. It wasn't like okay, you lost to Oregon State because we knew they were going to bounce back and take care of business against Oregon. It's exactly what they did. But it was like okay, you want to get a win against top-ranked Colorado in your house. This is a Buffs team that was twenty and five. They're ranked in the top ten. And what's awesome is Utah found a way to beat another top 10 team on their home court. It was a great back and forth game, but the difference late was Deja Young's monster bucket. She had to start for a lot of the year, but in this one came off the bench, had was six of nine from the field, also knocked down one of her two three-pointers. And, you know, I just love the way she just, every time she gets in there, she mixes it up, right? She had three offensive rebounds in the game, always just makes things happen, brings the tenacity on both ends of the floor. She had 13 points, but by far her biggest was the shot at the end that gave Utah the victory. Yeah, it was it was a huge win. It was one Utah really needed. Um, and Daisy Young, it's good to have her back. I think she missed four games with an in- injury, mm-hmm. came off the bench, scored 13 points, including that big buzzer beater, to seal the game and give Utah the win. But, I mean, it was a combined effort. Uh, Alyssa Peely had 18. Um, yep. Jenna Johnson had 14. Daisy Young had 13. I think four Utes scored over 10 points. Um, so it was a combined effort, and it was a game Utah really needed to win. But I'm glad Daisy Young's back. She definitely gives the team that edge that uh, they might have been missing without her. Um, but Utah has two big games coming up against USC and UCLA, one against both of those teams uh, earlier in the season. But both USC and UCLA are ranked within the top 15 right now. So I think if Utah can come out with one, even two wins would be amazing. Um, really solidifies them as one of the top teams in the nation. I think their net ranking right now is about six, um, but they're 18 in the AP poll. So obviously not getting the love they deserve, but um, hopefully if they beat those Southern California teams, um, it can help, help, help their, uh, their, their seating for March Madness. Definitely. And you know, when you're talking about this, it's always tough to win on the road to your point, like you said, and that's what the test will be for Utah coming up. But that's why it was so great to see them be able to defeat the buffs and, Look, like as we said, just Deja Young being one of like the it seems like one of the leaders of this team, just the energy and effort she brings every time. I always love when those kind of players are able to make the buzzer beaters, not just always the stars, but players who are critical to the team's success while not always throwing up the high scoring games. And we know Alyssa Peely's had her uh, number of memorable moments with those butter be- buzzer beaters too, as she deserves the limelight too. But love to see Deja Young get in the spotlight in this one. Also, with the just general things that Utah did well in this game, the free throw line, they made 12 to just six the Buffs did. They got to the line 16 times. Colorado only got there eight times, too. And, yes, Utah didn't play great in the fourth quarter. They got outscored by the Bucks 26 to 15. But what did Utah do? They found a way to win, and that is what is important. And they get it done, a big win against the Colorado Buffaloes. And now, as you said, Austin, a huge road test coming up. It's going to be fun to see if they can handle it, as well as the Utah men's basketball team. They need to keep taking care of business too. And Austin, if people want to hear more about Utah athletics coverage, where should they head over to? 
Um, yeah, you can read all of my articles covering Utah sports on uh, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. So check me out there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, JT. That is going to do it for today's Locked On News. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking all things Utah football and Utah athletics. We look forward to seeing you then.